Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Monday, April 14th, 2014, and this is the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Derek Diamond, and I hope that you all had a relaxing weekend. I know I certainly did. There's been a couple of news stories that have happened since my last episode that I wanted to delve into quickly before we get to our guests this week. The first one would be the untimely and unfortunate passing of the Ultimate Warrior. Those that know me know that I am a pretty big wrestling fan. I have been since the late 90s. And my only real memory of the Ultimate Warrior was his very short run in WCW back in 1998. I didn't really get to see any of his WWE career until a DVD came out in, I believe it was 2005, called The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior, which that was pretty much a smear campaign looking back on it. And I remember at that time, I kind of agreed with them because I, I didn't know anything about this guy. And from what I had heard, he just seemed like kind of a nut. So I just pretty much took it at face value. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this guy that much, but... The more I heard other wrestling fans talk about him, and once I really started watching his work, I actually thought he was really good. His matches weren't the greatest in the world, but he was such a great and unique character, and it was perfectly fitting for that late 80s, early 90s time. And I remember thinking, there's no way this guy will ever go back to WWE, which I thought the same about Bret Hart as well, and you see how that turned out. Well... This past year, I believe it was back uh, April 5th was the actual date, the Ultimate Warrior was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and I thought it was very well-deserving. He, he was one of the most iconic characters back in the late 80s, early 90s, I'll just say that again. And he got to appear at WrestleMania the following night, and then he was on Raw, which is their Monday TV show. And he gave this really eerie promo saying, eventually a man's heart will beat its last beat, his lungs will breathe its last breath, but thanks to you, the ultimate warrior will live forever. And I say it's really eerie because the following day, he passed away of an apparent heart attack. And I just feel so bad for his family, his wife and his two daughters, who I believe are like 10 and 12. I don't know their exact age, but... His two daughters actually walked out with him, and I will definitely be keeping them in my thoughts and prayers. So rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. And second bit of news, and this is a little bit of a sports thing, but Bubba Watson, who is a golfer from Milton, Florida, won his second Masters yesterday. So congratulations to him. I hate that I didn't get to see it because I love watching the Masters. A Sunday watching the Masters is one of my favorite things to do when it comes to watching a sporting event, and I hate that I didn't get to see it this year. But congratulations again to him. He just seems he seems like a great guy. I've never met him, but I've heard a lot of good things about him. So it's very well deserved. He is an excellent, excellent golfer, and I'm so happy that someone from this area was able to win a big sporting event like that. Not even just once, this is his second master, so that's that's just fantastic. And that's really the the only two major 
bits of news that I can remember. Well, other than I saw Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and that was just a, it was a fantastic movie. It's one of those things, and I'll give a very brief description because my guests and I talk about this. It's one of those movies that, yeah, even if you don't like comic book movies, I think you will really like this because you can take the Marvel aspect out of it and it would still be a very, very solid spy-slash-thriller-espionage-James-Bond-type movie. And my last thing that I'm mentioning is film, because this week we will be going from the world of comic books, which we did, which we did last week, into the world of film. My two guests this week are two local filmmakers named Austin Herman and Matthew Wilkins. I met them back in January at a filmmakers meet and greet convention here in Pensacola, and we worked together on the filming of the Pensacon documentary, and we met again at the end of March, I believe, at another filmmaker meet and greet convention in Mobile, and they were telling me about their project that they're working on called Act, which we talk about in detail in the interview. And I had mentioned the fact that I had just started doing this podcast, and they said that they would love coming on and just talking about their project or just movies in general. So we did that this week, and it was a very, very fun conversation. It's not every day that I really get to talk to people that are as passionate about movies as I am. So getting to do that was a really fun experience and getting to hear about the fact that they've known each other since they were kids and now they're working on films together, I think is just a really fantastic story. So I'll go ahead and end this intro here and we'll get right to the Austin and Matt interview. I'm now joined along with my two guests this week. I met them back at a filmmaker's meet and greet in Pensacola, Florida in January, and they're now joining me on my new show. I'm joined along with Matthew Wilkins and Austin Herman. How's it going, guys? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just glad the work week is finally over. Get to have a relaxing weekend and whatnot. What uh, what have you guys been up to? Well, actually, um, this is awesome here. Uh, we actually um, are uh, finishing up some final touches on our short film, Chondriac, which is our pretty much one of our big major efforts so far. Biggest thing we've done. Uh, you know, the idea is we keep moving up, and uh, we're actually sent uh, sent it to this guy, Gavin Salkin, I believe his name is. Uh, he does our he does music. He lives uh, not here, but he uh, he was recommended to us, and he's pretty well-known for what he does for music and sound mix and stuff like that. We sent to him, and we're more than pleased with what we've heard so far. And wish that should be done within a week or so, hopefully. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And I'm editing a little – we shoot these little cooking videos sometimes every now and again. I have one on my YouTube page, and we shoot these little cooking videos, and we got one we shot over a 48-hour period, and we're actually editing that right now because, yeah. you know, my video game system broke, so I'm kind of like, well, now, now I'm just going to sit around and edit. So that's what yeah. I'm going to do, and, like, we're getting that out there. It's going to be pretty funny. I was surprised. Like, the footage is coming together really nicely. It's amazing how much we're trying to balance uh, as far as moving in, getting the movie done, playing video games, doing music. Uh, 
and being up on pop culture yeah, and all that exactly. kind of stuff. Trying you know. to keep it, trying to keep ahead of the game. So. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what kind of video games do you guys play when you have time to play them? Oh man, uh, before the PlayStation went and died on me, I try to play things that get good reviews. Uh, I like I like the top tier stuff. Um, I'm a big fan of Naughty Dog games like Uncharted because one of the, I mean they're great storytelling video games and like Last of Us is probably one of the best games out there. But beyond that, I was playing the Dark Souls games and Demon Souls from those guys from, from, yeah, you from got software. Me in that fucking Dark Souls. Yeah, no, I was playing. Dark Souls. I was in Dark Souls. No, I was in Dark Souls too before it broke, and that was like that was gonna be like my swan song for the system. I was gonna save up a couple months from now and buy a new system when some new games came out. And now I was playing it. I was knee deep in it. I was reading the guide. That's all I did. And then my PS3 went and died on me, and I'm just kind of like, well, that's the way it goes. It was more than more than enough you know, do time for yeah. it to die because it was like one of those old fat boys, 60 gig. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really it not a big lasted. fan. Yeah, well, what's cool is really, <laughs> those are really well-rounded experiences. So I'm really not a big fan of like, you know, the first person. I mean, everybody's talking about Titanfall and mm-hmm. a lot of these games. Like, that's cool. I agree. Those things look like fun games. But like, I'm more of the old school, like, challenge you as an individual gamer kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with that. Not. I think part of it with me liking the single player games, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm an only child. Mm-hmm. So I never played any multiplayer games growing up. It was all about the single player strategy games. True. No, actually, uh, I grew up with an older brother, and uh, we were all about like fighting games. And uh, I got pretty sick of that from losing all the time, you know, World Combat, Street Fighter, and stuff like that. So yeah. I started leaning toward more of the uh, single player experiences as well. Yeah, old old uh, Nintendo sixty four man. That's uh, the last I remember playing with my uh, my brother, and we played friggin' uh, what was it like WWE? Oh man! Oh yeah! WCW versus NWO. That was like yeah. games, dude. That was just get 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 together, man. With some cool aids. That like Smash, Smash Brothers, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. But uh, it's moved on to. Just you know, like he said, uh, the top tier games. Yeah, Austin is into that into that bracket, and he got me into Dark Souls, and I've been playing that and loving every minute of it. But I like just you know games I can pick up and play really quick. There's a like, lot of good indie games coming out right now. I mean, not coming out, but there's been a lot of a big swell in indie games out right now. They're pretty cool, and like yeah. that, and Matt's been playing a lot of those. Kind of turned me on to those. Yeah. Like on the like, I bought my Xbox for Mark of the Ninja. Just saying. <laughs> really? Yeah, that game is amazing. It's just a 2D side-scroller, old-school type of game, but, you know, it's it just... I loved it. I mean, it looked cool. I played it. I beat it. It was just so freaking awesome. But anyway, yeah, but we play those games whenever we have time. Um, generally, it's, you know, kind of decompressing after work, during yeah. the day jobs, and then coming home and, you know, doing whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before we get into your short film you mentioned, Chondriac, how did you guys actually meet? Um, was it okay, Cupid, Zeus, or, Zeus? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, actually, uh, we we we've been friends since like I guess like the fourth grade or something like that. Yeah, we like went to school together. I think over the years, you, you know, just hanging out, like drinking beers, chilling out, having good times. After a while, like. You know, once I started getting the film thing pretty heavy, I mean, I knew me and him, me and Matt got along so well that I knew he'd just be a great, and like what he'd been doing with his life at the time, like I knew we'd just make great filmmaking partners. Like, you know, it's not so much like you need to, you know, neither of us have a film degree or anything like that, but we just knew like we were fans of cinema. We take it very seriously. It's like, you know, it's like an art form we appreciate more than like music and some other things. Well, Matt's a musician, but 
you know, still, like, it's one of those things where I knew from the get-go, like, I want him a part of the process, and it would be a, a better process for it. Yeah, and uh, the same thing. I remember the uh, the first time, I mean, we were riding the cheese wagon all the way over to his house and watching South Park videos. Because oh, when I was so. growing up, I didn't really uh, watch any R-rated movies, or I wasn't allowed to. My parents kind of kept me out of the room whenever, you know, Terminator 2 was playing. I don't understand that till yeah. this day. But still, you know, like the first time that I remember watching South Park and having a just really you know connection as far as friendship laughter and all that stuff and all that you know whatever but anyway it's just basically hanging out with him after school watching south park getting a little bit of trouble and then um you know going through the high school years as years went on and uh yeah developing a friendship and you know kind of ups and downs you know smacking the shit out of each other every once in a while (laughs) (laughs) but you know i guess now that's 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 really cool I, I had no idea that you guys had known each other for that long. Yeah, it's that's, been a that's, while. Re- that's really, really cool. So you, you guys didn't go to college to get a film degree? Well, um, I went to – I did, like, early admissions, went to college for a little bit, went to, like, business school and stuff like that. And uh, it's one of those things, like, I always wanted to do film. Like, from the time I was, like – I remember, like, you know, I always liked movies because, like, you know, just like any modern kid, your parents grow up, like, they let the TV be the babysitter. And, uh, you know, you watch a lot of movies, like, you grew up, like, old Godzilla and wrestling shows, and then you yeah, start moving on to, like, yeah, you start moving on, like, R-rated stuff, and, like, you know, like, Aliens, Terminator, fucking Goonies, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as the years go on, like, I started really getting into it. Like, as soon as the internet came about, like, I was, like, maybe, I think it was, like, not, you know, I forget when it was, like, 95, 98 or something. We started getting, we got a new computer, and I had the internet. Like, I would just, I would almost study film the way, like, sports center guys study sports. Like, I would be, like, knowledgeable about, like, actors and filmmakers and people like that and i was it's just something i always want to do but i don't think i was ever really groomed for it i went to college like any regular joe schmo and just kind of like you know we just went to you know i figured like yeah you go to college and you get a degree you get the wife and the puppy and the two kids and it works out but that's not really the way it worked out and you know so i went for business man after a while just stopped and uh just full disclosure derek you don't mind if we drink on your show do you oh that's no problem at all all right, cool, man. We're just, uh, I was walking around, you know, just background noise. Yeah, it's all good. No, it's, it's <laughs> all like, good. Um, it's all good. No, like, uh, one thing, like, you know, going to school for that, like, uh, was, you know, I was, you know, business is fun, but, like, I always wanted to do film, but, like, I just, again, like, uh, you know, when you grow up just, like, living in a small town like this, you don't really, you know, you, when you're not really shown a lot of opportunity for that, you don't think it's a reality. And it wasn't until later on that I actually started being like, dude, like, I should really try and do this. Because it's something I want to do. And then I started taking small baby steps a couple years ago. And uh, I really didn't have any film experience at all. Um, I knew that I loved movies. Um, I went into college uh, off and on, uh, community college mainly. But um, mainly it was for just IT stuff, you know, just working and whatever I could get. But I realized that that was more of a that was more of a waste of my time and honestly a waste of money just to keep on going and spending and spending and spending for these classes that really ultimately at the end of the day, like I already had enough experience on because I had started working for a cable company and did tech support for them for a while. And then kind of still hung out with Austin during that time. And my interest in film grew and we started becoming closer as far as our ideas were merging and stuff like that but you know at the end of the day once i realized that this was taking off 
um, around the same time I was doing those classes in college, I was like, well, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to do this IT anymore. You know, it's like, it's just something that I really just need to you know, use my skills for to make some, you know, day job money. But by the way, finishing your college degree is an excellent idea. No, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. We agree with that. Finish college. Finish yeah, college, kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, once you guys decided that film was what you wanted to do, like what were some of the early projects that you worked on? Um, when I first really started taking it seriously, I was, um, I did like, I was like just ground level. I went on like Google and like, how do I get in the film industry? You know, which is like, you know, everybody fucking, everybody asked that, you know, like, Oh, how do you get in the mood? How do you try to do this stuff? And like, what do you do? And like, you know, the honest answer, the best answer I come up with nowadays is like any way you can. Duh, you know, but like, um, what I did is I started uh, checking out Craigslist, started emailing production companies and stuff like that. Just started cold calling production companies and see what was out there and see who would talk to me and everything like that. Of course, I got no answers, but finally, like, some local production was shooting in town, uh, The Lanks, and uh, I met uh, this movie called The Lanks, and uh, then I finally just emailed them. It's like they were looking for, like, I guess, cast, like, extras and stuff like that for party scenes. And I emailed them like, hey, I'm young. I want to do this. I have an interest in cinema. I've worked for a living my whole life. I know how to, you know, show up on time and things like that. I'm not stupid. And finally, you know, I got a call back from him. I met him and I met this girl, Gary Hunter and Naraz Trevetti. And I met him and they were producers for this movie. And they're like, hey, we're looking for volunteers. If you're a gung-ho, you seem like you're interested. Um, we'll put you on the crew for like a two or three week shoot. And that's how I got into it. And I started volunteering. I started grip work. And from there... You know, I started moving on. I started getting more and more little projects, and most of them on page volunteer, but helping out and doing things. And within about a year or two, it became obvious I need to start investing in things like equipment and things like that. Like it, you start learning that what you need to do. You know, like everybody has that fancy, like they want to go out to LA and like just try and make it with like their heart and soul and their good intentions. But really, like a really smart way to do it in my mind is that you start from the ground up and start building and find out what you need to do through experience. And once that started happening. Uh, Matt was involved like I was like letting Matt know what I was doing and Matt is a uh, very much a fan of makeup effects and things like that and special effects and you know the process and he's just also you know an excellent producer and you know in terms of contacting people and maintaining and maintaining a project once we started going along after I got a few gigs on my belt and started having support of other filmmakers I got Matt involved I'm like dude let's make our own project let's put a couple some money down and let's make our own project. We got the know-how and the resource. Let's do it. And I'll be honest with you. I had no idea any of this was going to be happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just basically went for it. Like, uh, the first thing I remember working on, um, officially was Austin's uh, official shoot for return to sender. And it's on YouTube and it, I thought it was pretty good, but he wanted something that was, you know, just, you know, an easy way we to do it. We, yeah. We didn't really know what exactly, what really what we were doing as far as the production of it. And so we were like, okay, no, we're going to do music with your guitar on our iMac in a room yeah, with no, other production materials no other resources so i just threw it out whatever i could and we spent almost you know well as much time as we could yes. as much time as it was available and uh we got it done and it sounded great i still like well at least my favorite is the ending but then from there i started mingling with them about the special effects and that's when Condriac kind of started coming into its first you know its first you know realization that we're going to do this yeah but um at that point it's like okay well 
I can do makeup effects. I can do music per se uh, with the resources available. And then we just started writing it out. And um, at that point, it was it was between that time what Return to Cinder and yeah, like, after I did like Return to Cinder, that's like my first yeah. thing. I, I got involved with some people, and we did like a forty-eight hour film project. That's like my little short first short film, which in hindsight is pretty small now. But like once we did it, it was like the idea was. Let's do a forty-hour film project and get it done and blah blah. But when it didn't really finish what we wanted to, I still had the footage. We finished it. It was a movie. It was decent. And from there, it's like, dude, we gotta step it up. We gotta make something cool. We get like, I can't like, we gotta just make it. We can go bigger. But yeah, no, that's where I'm from there. That's really really cool. So, what is Chondriac about? Uh, anxiety. Straight up. Yeah, anxiety uh, and um, hipsters. Well, yeah, yeah. We did, like, uh, we did anxiety. Like, uh, when, we, when, we, when we first started, like, we did the kind of thing where actually uh, my friend Kerry Hunter suggested this. Like, you know, he said, like, we wanted to make, we knew we wanted to make a product. We wanted to make something gory and it got under your skin. We had some definite ideas about what we wanted to do. And we, so we set ourselves a deadline. We had a basic concept. We were kind of influenced by, like, um, what was his name David Cronenberg? Cronenberg, like that. Cronenberg. A, lot of, a lot of body horror, yeah, body um, horror things like that. And uh, once we started putting the pieces yeah. together, we knew we wanted to do this movie. And uh, my big thing too is like you know like we wanted to do something that was just like anxiety. You know, like at the time like I was having some anxiety problems, stuff like that. I wanted like just it'd be fun to filter that through that through, filter that through experience. And Matt wanted to do some makeup effects, and we'd like, dude, we have a marriage of ingredients. We knocked out a, a script in about a week or two, and with a bottle of Jack. <laughs> but, um, we knocked out, yeah, we knocked out about a week or two, and from there, like, obviously, the script changed every single day, it adapting, did. adapting. But at that point, like, let's just get, the, let's just do this process. Let's make a movie, the two of us. Let's just make a movie, and let's just get it done. So we hired actors, which is the best investment, and I, we Absolutely. cast that movie to Absolutely. a T. We're that that was great. The actors we hired were just great. Lisa Johns. Shan Williams, Christina Cusack, all of them just awesome. And that's that benefits from rehearsal because yes. we actually did the auditions at Hemingway's at the top of the bar, at the very top restaurant, the tower bar. Yeah, the let them yell and shout and do their whole yeah, thing. Yeah, do the whole oh, wow. thing. Yeah, and uh, it was very, it was very, very, you know, because... We saw I, about a dozen actors and actresses. We really did. We saw about a dozen actors and actresses. And then after that, after we hired them, we had another rehearsal date. We went to PSC and rented out one of their rooms. And we're just like, let's just go through the movie. We're going to get it down right exactly. here. You know exactly what you're going to do. Exactly how you're going to do it. And let's just get it, you know, just run through it. We record the whole thing, too. And we just walk through the whole process. And that way, time providing for them, making yeah. sure that they had their questions answered. And exactly. And we were answering their questions. I mean, just, I mean, as much as we... Must, as much as we want to make a professional product, the end and goal is to make sure that the actors are, A, having fun, B, looking good. And that's just... That's just I mean, that's just our point in this yeah. whole thing is that, you know, like they're above us in some ways because we respect the actors so much and that we want to make them shine on anything we do. And, and even in this sense, it's like it's a short film. You know, we we want to write it out and the dialogue is what it is. And I said, yeah, but, the movie wouldn't have worked. If we just had me and Matt and like someone else dressed yeah. in costume and trying to act it out. Yeah. We need it from the get go. We need to hire professional actors. And we're also like the movie was originally written for men. It was meant to be like a bro kind of movie, but we ended up like making it an almost pretty much an all female cast because that just we just feel like that was just going to work better and yeah. that was going to be funner for everybody involved and make it for a more interesting movie. Yeah, I I really like that you said that you made sure your actors and your talent had fun because 
that's really what it boils down to is you you want to have fun. Yeah, you want to make a really good product, but if you're not having fun doing it, then what's the point? Exactly. And also, like, you know, it's um, they really were the best investment we made. Yeah, like, you know, it really was like that was uh, they were like the most important special effect, the most important ingredient to the whole process, etc. So. So you guys hired actors. Was it just you two that did all the behind the scenes stuff or did you have any extra camera? Uh, ops it was pretty much just us two. Yeah. Um, we had guys from Carrie Hunter and uh, she, you know, she kind of guys a little product. She's in like, again, we, we use a lot of her gear. Like it was, she pretty much supplied a lot of lighting and things like that she and did. equipment and like that, that way we could act. So yeah, you know, we knew we could do that. That, that made the production more like including her gear. It became, it was a pretty solid production in my mind because she has a lot of gear and like that was the kind of thing like when she came involved and also gave us sense of integrity. We want to make sure the actors believed in us because, you know, I'd met a few of the actors before, but once they knew that she was involved, they knew what we, and then when they came in on the day one and saw what we had and stuff like that, they knew like, okay, this isn't a joke. This isn't just a couple kids shooting some dandelion short film. Like this is actually something that's solid and that people want. And like, yeah, like at first, and even while we were making it, even now we're like we're hearing like, oh, this is just something for our demo reel. But really, we're like now that's coming together, we're gonna put it in some festivals. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Like yeah. we're like we we came away more than happy with the product because yeah. I mean, as we started, like once we finished the movie and did a little edit of it, you know, we had this solid A to Z edit, and it was all right and it was good. But then like we went through, so notice like we just changed the entire fucking thing, and like now it's something even better. And like that's the idea. Like we, it's a completely different movie, and it really is something exciting and fun to watch. And it's got a lot of moving parts, and it's not dull. And so, yeah, we're planning on putting some festivals and making the most out of it. Yeah, and uh, we we were basically um, when I was doing or my role in it is that you know we were basically you know, shooting kind of just uh, figuring out why we were going. You know, it's like you know, be honest with it. Well, I mean, day one was the day, day one was the roughest point. That's like, what I'm referring to. Yeah, so but after that, like, we, we were on point. Like, exactly. It was, like, it exactly. Was we knew exactly. Exactly. We but day one was more of the bathroom scenes and they'll okay. show there. But that's the thing, too. Like, the makeup was like, exactly. how we, it's like, how is this all going to really work initially? That's one thing we did. Like, like, we shot in chronological order every single day. Like, we start with a scene. We start, like, say, like, uh, one day we're shooting the beginning of the movie. And we'd start that day with the beginning and move forward chronologically because we're doing makeup. We wouldn't want to, we didn't want to go yeah, back. Wasn't that Quentin Tarantino like, where we just throw in exactly? Cards. You know, and like Matt, you know, Matt's doing like Matt's doing like two, three, to four to five makeup setups a day, and we're we're not trying to keep people for 10, 12 hours a day. So Matt's doing two, three, make three, like again, like one day he did like five makeup setups, and we're doing all sorts of little crazy little effects, and like we want to make sure that's done we all make sure that flows you don't want to like go yeah. back and do shoot this where she does that and yeah. blah 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 and i only have one assistant uh that's uh josh my my friend josh he came in and he did some set design but primarily the makeup was you know all on me and uh then even even the whole process was all on us and what's the word you always mention that like what we were doing like project management yeah project that's exactly management. like the, yeah, the whole absolutely. filming process like once we the actual shooting of it was literally just project management like we were, especially after the first day the first day was a bit of a clusterfuck but like beyond that like it really was just dude all right a to z like we go after the end of the shoot we go over the footage decide if we need any reshoots and then we go over, like all right tomorrow's footage we're we gonna shoot a to z blah blah now we learn some things let's go over like exactly yeah. point for point shot for shot and we'd be just we'd be working with it We'd be like, and we had a shot list, but we'd be developing it even more the night of, so to speak. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have a pretty efficient thing going. That's the idea. Yeah, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it causes, 
causes a lot less. Ironically, it causes a lot less anxiety. Yeah. Well, the big thing is that, and another thing, you know, just to kind of point on like a point C or D or wherever the hell letter we're on yeah. right now, but uh, basically it's like, yeah, we want to have fun. We want to make the actors look good, but the biggest thing, and this is part of the project management thing is um, on my side is that I need to make sure that everything is literally it, it's even for a short film. It doesn't matter what it is. I need to make sure that everything is planned out. Yeah, and that was AD and all the time. Like, then, well, I was like figuring out the yeah. creative stuff. Matt and was I didn't even know it. Stuff. That's the biggest thing is that I didn't even know that I was an AD at the time. I was an AD, and I was like, oh, I was, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm organizing people. It's fun, but I was like, you know, and a lot of ads from what I'm, uh, from what I've listened to on commentaries and movies, they're not interested in the creative process. Whereas, to me and Austin are interested in the creative process almost 110 percent of the time and that's one thing too like right. when you want to shoot right. shots like when i'm framing shots and i'm about to ready to shoot i flip, i i look the i look at the address and i look at man i'm like what do you guys think of the frame you know i want everybody involved like y'all like as far as i'm concerned even like the composer we've decided i'm like dude how do you feel about the movie do you think it flow better this way or that i mean i want them involved if you get if you get on board i consider you part of the creative process i want your input i exactly. want you to know what you think exactly that's the biggest biggest thing that we're shooting for is that we want everyone to be involved and that's part of the fun too you know it's like we want everyone yeah. to be involved we want everyone to be there in the same moment and we just wanted to get it done and that's that's the biggest thing as well i guess you know that i'm learning about ad's is that hey, hey just get yeah. just get this shit done get it done, get it done. Just get it done. Yeah. and uh but yet that requires planning and yeah. that is part of project management it's just a bunch of planning about constraints and what i'm going to do and vulnerabilities on the day of the shoot and i mean it's really an exciting process from and here's the thing i learned all that from an it perspective and now i'm applying it to film and i'm like okay well you know it's just the same thing all around well, you take what you know yeah you know, exactly exactly yeah i like that you guys said you involve everyone in the creative process because a film is just a bunch of small cogs in one big machine and yeah, you may have a certain role to fill, but it's good that you guys don't let, you know, say your ego or your personal feelings get in the way of the product, which is what it's about. And like again, like to capitalize on that, one of the big things too, and I've said this in a few film meeting greets and talking to people, it's like no one wants to wear a hundred hats, man. Like we yeah. want people to come on board and help us out and do things because like it just becomes too much. You know, like, you know, everybody wants to be like, this is my idea, my vision, my passion, you know, all that kind of shit. Really, <laughs> yeah. it's like, dude, like, no, like, you need, like, that's why we hire the actors to figure out the performances. Like, we, that's why, like, I didn't want to, have to like, explain, especially, that's why you go through rehearsal. Like, once they figure it out, like, they know what they're doing, you know, that's why we hire them. They know what they're doing. So, like, you, you bring them on board and let them do their thing. So, Chondriac is completely finished. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we just got to wait for the music to get done. We're about yeah. to finish that, and after that, we're just going to post on the internet and spam the hell out of it. And yeah. now we're going to start putting on festivals. But that's another thing we've been thinking about. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, this is basically unclear as to whether we're going to spam the hell out of it or not. We are pretty much are going to spam the hell out of it. But uh, we, we just need to make sure that, you know, our actors... Yeah, we want to make sure they're cool with it. With it. Like, we want to make sure right. that the people involved are cool with what we're doing. And that's our biggest thing, you know, going back, you know, mm. always to the, to the number one philosophy that we have is that we want everyone involved in the creative process. We want to have fun, and we want to make people look good. So if it, there's something wrong, if it's just not working, 
well, we can try to work around it. Again, that's the part of the project management where we're out of the execute. We're we're totally out of the execution phase. We're going into the like quality, quality control. Phase, we're going yeah. into the quality control phase at this point, and we're just like, dude, we need to actually make sure that everyone's on board with the same thing. Hmm. Everyone's on the same page, and then we can sell it. Because I've heard not, not really sell it as far as sell. Yeah, this is yeah. This is always going to be something we just put out there for yeah. everybody to say. Like, there's exactly. always going to be some more of like, hey, look, what we can do. Yeah, we can do a lot better than this. Yeah. But this is something we're doing for fun. It's the actors with their cable up. Again, like, I watched some of the actors and some of the stuff they've done since, and it's like this is only going to benefit them. We want to use them all again, and it just looks so good. And, and I'd say the biggest constraint that we had during the entire shoot was space. Yeah, that really was it. Space. That's it. We couldn't we couldn't move a dolly back and forth. We couldn't have yeah, that. Was, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh, time constraints too. It's like we couldn't really do set up. As James, as James Cameron says, time and money. You know, time and money. Yeah, time and money. That's the only limitations. <laughs> Imagine it. You know. Yeah. So now that Contriac is pretty much finished, do you guys have anything else in the works? Uh yeah. Um. Well, one thing we want to do. Well, one thing we want to do. Right, one thing we want to do was um. Uh, we want to start, you know, just on a personal perspective, on a business end. Like, we do want to like actually make ourselves a legit production company, just like for what we can do and what we're, uh, uh, what our abilities are and what our resources are. Um, one thing we're going to start doing is like we're going to shoot a demo commercial for a company I work for, and the idea is to build off that and just basically start making. We want to be commercial. We want to start, you know, find a reason to make money and all that kind of stuff, you know, because that's you know that's the big thing. You go, you, you talk to a lot of people in this creative business, and it's all about. Well, can you pay me? It's like, yeah, I understand, and that, that sucks for a lot of people. Everybody wants to make money doing this somehow. So I'm thinking, like, one way we can do that is like we're gonna we're actually gonna shoot a few commercials, and we're gonna start marketing ourselves as commercial business. Beyond that, uh, Matt, I'll, I'll let Matt pick up here because we have a couple creative products in mind. So basically, um, I'm writing on a script right now, and uh, that's give too many details. Uh, well, no, I'm not. But basically, what it is is a support group. For men who can't grow beards or have beard growing problems, um, it's aimed more at the uh, hipster community. Um, and we want to make a completely fun sketch. It's going to be lighthearted. It's not going to be totally biased. The key or is actor. We're having yes. like six or seven yeah. speaking parts. So we're exactly. going to showcase a lot of the actors in the local area and actresses. And yeah, exactly. And the biggest thing is that we want to make it look like a fun. Quickly edited Scorsese movie, but in the sense of the comedy sketch, we want to make just relevant jokes about just you know how the beard culture has taken over. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean. But uh, we have the beard culture taking over. We have the hipster culture taking over, and they're just kind of like it's almost like you could think of it as like the hipsters are like the zombies. You know what I mean? They're just kind of like infiltrating the people who can't grow beards who can't really fit in that sort of thing you know more of the outcasts where you know the hipsters are the outcasts maybe they're trying to fit in but um i'm still in process of it i don't want to give too much away about it but overall we're really excited about it after our commercial shoot and we're really looking forward to our actors and working with them and making them of course look good and you know I'm excited about the whole project management process of it 
And um, want to go bigger. Want to go bigger. Exactly. We we want to go bigger. Exactly. Go we, we go be stylish. Gonna be fancy. A lot of movements. A lot of camera stuff. We're gonna bring yeah. some gear out there. Yeah. And beyond that, we're also gonna start doing some uh, some more cooking videos. I have this cooking series I'm doing. About to finish another one. We want to do some more cooking videos. Uh, a little That's word. That. A little word on exactly how the character is gonna act, or the way that I wanted to approach this is that I want each character in the movie to embody a different support group. Like Alcoholics right. Anonymous, denial, so dep- I mean depression, I mean you name it. But they're all having problems about certain things that they can't grow facial hair. Like the guy that's depressed, his girlfriend left him because he couldn't grow a beard, and uh, he caught her cheating on a guy that's a hipster who has a big beard. You know that sort of thing. It's like, you know, we're going that direction, but still, we think that the relevance of of the subject matter, and not just that. There's like there's just tons of talent the around here. There's tons of talent exactly. around here. Exactly, and, and the actors should sell it. And that's the biggest thing is that you know we're gonna have fun on that shoot, and the actors are gonna sell it. And we hope that the energy of the shoot, as well as the actors that are on set, are going to have a good time, and we're it's gonna show. It's just gonna show. Wow. Like you, you could make the same thing, you could make the same exact movie without having any of that the energy or just reading off scripts or just the actors bundled together without any kind of management behind it and you know what's going to happen it's just going to be like yeah yeah that was kind of funny that was quick yeah that's not our goal that's not our goal and that's what we plan to fix and that's Mm -hmm. what we plan to put out it'll probably be a lot of fun also because you guys just made something that is more of the horror and serious base and now going to do something more lighthearted and comedic to me like whenever i've made films it's fun to jump from one genre to the other because that's the beauty of film is there's so much variety yeah and the idea like honestly end of the day you know the one thing i want to do i want to shoot action movies that's something we've been building toward for a while. Uh, as soon as we get some the money and the ability and all that kind of stuff, and you know, obviously stunts are very technical, but I want to shoot an action movie. I'm all about action cinema, tense filmmaking, fun time, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we're building toward that. We have ideas we've been kicking around for about a year or two now about how we're actually going to do it and different concepts to basically shoot badass action cinema. And the idea is we want to move, move. To, that's where I want to move towards. Mass game for anything, but. Now that that'd be a lot of fun. I'm sorry, to do. Uh, I had to take a bathroom break. Yeah, that's okay. no, that's all right. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, Matt, you mentioned earlier that you also have a music career. Um, I wouldn't call it a career, but um, I've been playing. Don't let me mods. I can shred on guitar. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's uh um that's I don't know how to take those things really because um, I did the music for Return to Cinder and I thought it turned out really. You'll great. be doing the music for our new our cooking and, shorts too, and um, I'll be doing it for the cooking shorts. Um, we really are just in the middle, and I'm really in the middle of just moving all my stuff into our well our next production studio um, mm-hmm. slash apartment. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, what it is is that. You know, I have my uh, newer uh, newer equipment that just came in that I just got. You know, thank you tax returns. Um, but I just basically got this equipment in, and I'm still kind of wondering how my sound is going to be, like what I want to set up for my studio and whatnot. 
Um, I haven't really gone into it or had enough time to really pursue that, but you know, all things in time, obviously, and I'm going through that. I have my uh, electric guitar, which is rocking. Um, I got a new amp from a guy at work that uh, gave me a good deal on it, and um, I'm really just going through and seeing what sounds good as far as tone, um, as far as what I can do with sound. Um, it may even go to the point where I'm actually using, you know, some kind of software to where I can record my actual that, guitar. That's part of the steps up of the process we're doing. Yeah. We're sorry, getting our own like sound equipment. Exactly, like and in recording my own, um, recording my own sound effects. I may even not even go through an amp anymore. It may be going through some kind of, you know, studio monitor software or audio interface where I'm going through that, and I'm just making it. do identical now. Hey, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think that is. I got one now. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm going through an audio interface that basically allows me to adjust the tones of the guitar where I can actually make sounds and not necessarily make guitar riffs um, for whatever we're doing. But still, if we wanted to make music, I can do that. If we wanted to put drum riffs in it, there's software out there that's doing that. So it's really at the kind of like spreading my wings process to where I'm like actually like, okay, well, I have all this music here. I love jamming out. I love playing my electric. I mean, you know, every guitar player can say that. But still, you know, it's like I like playing it for the reason that I'm playing it for. Like, I'm not really centered on the whole, okay, I'm going to go with a jam band, jam out for fucking you know, two and a half hours and do whatever. No, I'm going to play that. Yeah, I still, yeah. I still try to, but um, I'm going to actually do what I can do and provide for our business or yeah. our films or, you know, whatever it is. What And Austin is a very good director as far as directing me on what I need for sound, production, I mean, whatever it is. But, you know, I just basically follow him and that's, that's part of what, you know, we were talking about in the beginning as far as, okay, well... We just bounce off ideas. Our creative synergy is pretty strong. Yeah, our synergy. Yeah, exactly. Good synergy word there, buddy. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's what I call word. Call word I know. Yeah, exactly. But. but but it's it's slowly building, Derek, and we're getting there. But um, it's just kind of one piece of equipment at a time, and um, I'm yeah, that's as far as the music goes. But we'll uh, get there, and it'll probably be more on our short film side, not on our professional side. Yeah. But um, really, it's just kind of, you know, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Still, that, that's really cool that you can contribute musically as well as, you know, doing AD and behind the scenes stuff. That's, that's crazy. I, I don't know if I could handle all of that myself. It's rough. Uh, again, like, I'm not going to lie, our product's like, you know, um, one, bit, one bit big, uh, I want to call it a hurdle or an issue we deal with, but like, one thing is like I don't know how fast other people are getting their products done. Yeah. You know, one thing with Connor, I got I got some flack from some people like you know I, I've shown movie I've shown the movie to a few people during the process and people are like well why is it taking so long? It's like well because we want to get it right. Yeah. And like yeah. another thing is like you know the big thing is like sometimes you get people like oh dude like you know it's taking you know you take this long it's like well one the gap is going to get shorter as we go because we're getting better at it. Exactly. It's always good. It's it's continually getting shorter. Regardless, like the idea is that like. You know, even mad with the music, it's like, dude, we're getting better, we're getting quicker, and whatever. But like, the idea is like, if there's just two of us, like, we have the time, the energy, we're gonna make it right. You know, we're not just, I mean, you know, like, for instance, like the reason we brought on a professional composer, Gavin, 
for contracts because we knew we needed that for the movie and we knew he would get it done in a timely manner exactly. and like that's just something we just knew we would have to do and with. that should say a lot because we are actually going out and we're putting forth the effort to actually get it done and yeah. you know what? We have our constraints. We're two guys making a movie. We have other reasons. We have we, yeah, have, we, have, all, but we, have, we, we do. Them. We do. Yeah. We are making the decisions. We're yeah. making it happen. And to go out there and research that and yeah, just get bigger. Just get bigger. Exactly. I want to. I want to start blowing up cars next movie, man. Blowing up cars. Yeah, let's exactly. Blow up let's blow up cars. Let's blow up people. And let's have I'm some fun. Yeah, no, there we go. Really, no. The idea is like. We always had like, and we, we have like, well, we have like a dozen concepts brewing at this point in time. We've always had tons yeah. of concepts, or totally game for short films. The idea is like, what's going to be most beneficial to people involved and us and everybody, you know, in general? Like, you know, we have tons of these cool ideas, and a lot of them require some serious planning, some serious money. And it's not really about like, oh, uh, like we're going to choose the cheapest idea. No, we're not going to do that. The idea is that like, we want to find what's going to be most beneficial to everybody involved in the process. Like, we wanted to shoot this, like, really cool kind of concept, like a, you know, kind of futuristic action kind of little short film that was very awesome, very, like, you know, almost artistic and avant-garde in its shot composition with very cool action shots and stuff like that. The, the thing about that was, is, like, like we want to do it and want to pull it off. It's very action-oriented, but would that really benefit any actors or us or anybody yeah. involved? And, like, the idea is, like, let's do it. Let's go and do it now. That can wait till later. You know, once we start building more credit yeah. and more of our gear, because we're going to buy some more cameras. But that's like that. that's that's all part of the Cooking with Chet videos and Cooking with Jock. And it's like... Just the cooking videos, just, yeah. just the cooking yeah. videos in general is that we are out there, even if it's just me and him, we're out there doing it, we're out there making it, and we want to do more, and we want to not have time constraints, but that's the thing we're looking at, right. realistically, is that we have time constraints, we have to work around them, but we want to make all these cool ideas and we want to, you know, bring in more people on it. We want to, that's the funnest part. It's it is. As many people as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. We want, we want like, cause like you're, you're nobody without anybody, without the people involved. I completely agree with that. Completely agree. Um, one, one last thing I wanted to ask you guys, since you're both big into film and this can be, directors, actors, actresses, who would you say are some of your influences? Oh, man. Lord. Uh, Austin, go first, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could, I could list a laundry list, but just um, some of the recent things that are going on. Um, I loved uh, True Detective when it was on TV. I thought it was great. I think Matt Gane is on a fucking roll like nobody else right now. Uh, we actually just got done watching Wolves of Wall Street, which is phenomenal. It's totally a guy's movie. That's not yeah, a movie. I, I recently saw that, and I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing I said was, if there are any guys listening to this, do not watch it with your <laughs> wife or girlfriend. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, keep this in mind. You know, Matt McConaughey was against Leonardo DiCaprio in the Academy Awards for Best Actor. But when, you know, the obvious, like, everybody's like, oh, you know, Leonardo, Leonardo is a great guy. He deserves the award. He, does, he really he does. does. He does. But when yeah. you're in the, when Matt, Matt McConaughey is in your same movie and he just totally out acts you in five minutes, that's why you lost. Sorry. I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and say that. Because <laughs> I think, um, uh, I love, uh, Wilson Wall Street, where uh, Marshall Sage is a great influence, um, Danny Boyle. I love Train Spies with my top five. I, David Fincher, like, Fight Club is an influence on everything I do. Um, what else? Uh, things like uh, Mel Gibson's cinema, Braveheart. 
Like, yeah. I mean, dude, Mel Gibson directs a hell out of movies. I know he's got a bad history, but dude, let's not show ourselves again. This is a fucking directing movie. Um, I like Catherine Bigelow a lot. Yeah, oh, she's great. She's dude, great, James yeah. Cameron. Um, we, all we, the greats. Here, here's the biggest thing. Here's the biggest thing. We we pretty much agree on almost everything. That's yeah. that synergy we were talking about. And, you know, I could go into my thing about, yeah, I like Dave Fincher. Yeah, I like this. I like Panic Room a lot. Yeah, I like Fight yeah. Club. Yeah. That sort of thing. But we agree with that. And the main thing is that what we like is... We like to watch directors that can direct energy and that can direct actors. Well, you're not being said. That can that it's just like we we can see. It, it's almost like we can see that energy on film. Yeah, and a lot of other people can. Well, it's just like we can actually see it translate and in, into something that we can do. Well, yeah. you know, it's like, dude, that scene, that shot, that frame, we can actually do the same thing mm-hmm. just with the same amount of energy. With these actors on the same thing. Well, even beyond that, kind yeah. of the, the fun nature of cinema is that, like, for instance, like when I shot Condrack, I had like this one, I had like a few shots, I actually shot like a comb brother. Like, comb brothers are very meticulous. Exactly. Oh, like, great, great, hear me out. Like, hear me, oh, hear me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Including you, too. Yeah. And hear me out. Like, you know, you shoot a comb, like, comb brothers, they, they, they shoot a lot of their, their scenes that are like, they're almost meticulous in their planning, and it's like a long, nice shot where things happen in one take, the camera moves, actors do it. It's, a, it's mise-en-chant, as they call it, you know, that kind of thing. We did it on Condrack a couple of times, and it just didn't gel for a lot of the movie. But you know what we did? We worked around it, and in the editing process, the movie, the movie was finally found and came with something even better than what we intended. Yeah. Things like that happened. But that being said, that just, in, that just you know, that uh, we call that inspiration spawned a better movie, and you know again like the Coen Brothers, James Cameron, um, you know uh, Mark Scorsese, dude, Garth Evans, Raid Two. We're excited about oh, the Raid dude. Two. We're all came out. We're so game. Oh. We're so game on Raid Two and the Raid. And dude, like oh, that, right. that's awesome. And a lot of modern films, like dude, Her by Spike Jones. That's the most modern film I've seen since The Social Network, and even before that. Like that movie is so good, so fucking good. I have yet to see it, but uh, you've seen it. Yeah, I really want to see it too. It rocks. Yeah, yeah. I'm. uh, That's the one thing is that I. I But even old Spielberg, like the other night, we were just having some beers, watching Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Exactly. And like, dude, watching his shot composition and the way he does shots, it's like so fucking ahead of its time. Yeah, it's great. Like Spielberg's filmmaking is great. Yeah, Spielberg is probably number one on my list. Uh, Scorsese's up there too. Uh, Dave Fincher is really good with the the psychological aspect of a film. I think he's a, he's a professional. I think he's more of a professional and artist. Like you can tell, he just understands. Like uh, Ben Affleck's working with him on Gone Girl before he does the whole Batman thing, which is going to be awesome. I think. Yeah, but oh, he's I'm he's going to kill it. about that. Uh, yeah, but no. Like th- that being said, you know Ben Affleck was quoted as saying with Gone Girl, "It's like, dude, Dave Fincher can do everyone's job better than they can do it." And like that's what Dave Fincher is. He's professionalist. And uh, I, I really uh, sorry, Derek. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I, I was finished. All right. <laughs> uh, well, we really are like total supporters of Ben Affleck being Batman. I am like, a lot. I mean, a lot. Of, look at the casting of that movie, Batman. Yeah. I know, like a lot of the fanboys hate it. It probably will. I mean, Captain. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's DC Universe. The way that things being handled by that company is sucks. But like. Zack Snyder, I love Man of Steel for all its faults. I think he nailed it beyond its shittiness. 
But, like, you get Ben Affleck as Batman. You got Jeremy Irons, badass actor as Alfred. You got fucking Jesse Eisenberg playing a young fucking Lex Luthor. Yeah. And, like, all that just adds up to, like, that was surprising to a lot of people. And that's going to do something inviting. Here's something my boss said, too. Uh, I wouldn't say boss, but my, my lead said this. Um, he basically said, or my supervisor, whatever sure. you want to name. He basically said, dude, Heath Ledger? Do you remember when he was announced a Joker? And everyone just like, who, oh my god, Heath Ledger's Joker? That's so stupid. That's so stupid, bro. I mean, this ain't gonna work. Oh my god. Yeah. And I was like, dude, no, he, Heath Ledger killed it. Give Ben Affleck a chance. He's earned his due. He needs something like this to like actually kickstart his career. And you know, it's like, that, if, he, if he fails... Then he fails. I mean, that's the that and that's, that, that's the that, chance you take. And, and you know yeah. what? That's the whole like actually point to uh, point to us in our filmmaking is that if Ben Affleck films is uh, fails, excuse me, fail. That's the liquor. He won't. Uh, he uh, won't. <laughs> he won't. No, he won't because that guy's directed. He's made like he's proved himself as always director yeah, as a yeah, creative presence. Yeah. Like he knows something good when he sees it. Yeah. And like exactly. he's gonna, and that being said, uh, on our end too, like when we write and we start predicting a movie. We don't, the first, like, this might be a, some people consider this a fault. I consider it a strength. We don't sit here and go through, like, oh, can we, like, when we're writing the script and playing the process, like, oh, can we actually make this happen? We don't think of it like that. We write and predict, and we write and plan our products out with no idea or no plan for budget or anything in mind. Like, we write as though we're, like, writing a big bu- big budget blockbuster. We kind of like Dark Souls, Derek. Kind of uh, like Dark Souls. Hey, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> We more, we make our movies like Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I will say about the Ben Affleck thing, and even Jesse Eisenberg, because he's been getting a lot of hate too. Yeah, Heath Ledger got so much hate, and he won an Oscar for that role. Exactly. So, I I think they're both going to do really good. I, I think, especially Ben Affleck, with him being an older Batman. I think it's going to be fantastic. And if yeah, if you hate it that much, then wait years from now whenever they reboot it again. Because <laughs> it, it'll it'll happen again eventually. So just <laughs> I agree with you, man. I, I mean, it's just it's just that everyone's so initial to quick reactions, and you know, it's like oh oh my gosh, you know, it's like oh they're making a Ghostbusters three. Well, that hasn't been, like, said a hundred different times in a row. And, and it's like, dude, I mean, it's just let it happen. Just let it happen. And yeah. judge. Like, Godzilla. The new Godzilla. Oh, that, time, the trailers are fantastic for that. Exactly. Oh, and man. Every time I watch that trailer, I've seen Captain America twice. I love Captain America. That was a great movie. I love Captain America. It's great. But um, every time I saw that trailer before it, I just got goosebumps, and I'm like, that's that's very very rare for me, especially for you know I, I'm you know Austin went to use the bathroom, you know you know whatever. That's but, awesome. <laughs> but uh, um, it just gives me goosebumps just to be like, oh my gosh, that's freaking awesome! Like I've never been pumped for a movie to come out, and that's the biggest thing that we feel is like. You know, when's the last time you ever got really, like, truly, deeply excited for a movie to come out? Oh, that's that's true. Like, when have you felt it? 
Like, I didn't feel in Captain America. I really didn't. Until when you watch it. When you and watch when it. I watch it, it's great. It's great. I mean, it's nothing like... But you know, whenever I'm watching Godzilla... Oh, I'm that's what you do. Like, I'm hoping they knocked out of the park. Whenever I'm watching yeah. the Godzilla trailer, I'm just so pumped about that. And I never got that feeling. Like, you know, like... It's not just because Heisenberg's in it either, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gotta cook. Godzilla's coming. <laughs> no, really, like... I got because I I grew up on Godzilla films. Like my parents had like eighteen fucking VHSs of like Godzilla vs King Kong, Son of Godzilla, Godzilla vs Megalodon. I go a lot of those shitty ghetto movies, but they are all a blast. You know, it's it's kid cinema, and people grew up on that. And the idea is like Godzilla was never a scary movie. It was never scary to me. He was always like, oh, that's an awesome toy, and that's an awesome monster. I love watching him destroy shit. Yeah. But when you watch those new trailers and like what they're going for with the uh, you know the director of monsters which was a badass movie and really well done for like the limited budget it's kind of like a legend in the indie community but when you watch the trailers like the trailers give you goosebumps they get you scared they get you hyped up they get you you know all that and you have like the acting talent of like brian Cranston from breaking bad and aaron johnson from kick-ass and that you know all those good movies and like that really leads to something special yeah, I remember when the first teaser for Godzilla came out, and it had just the the voiceover, and you see Godzilla at the very end. That trailer... I'm glad it, they're playing it, a car close to their chest. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. That trailer, it, like Matt was saying, it, it gave me goosebumps. Because I, I haven't been this excited for a movie in a while. And the cool thing with Captain America is you could take all the Marvel aspect out of it, and it would still be a good movie. It would, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, not only that, but like, um, it's one of those things like, I like the first Captain America movie in a very by-the-numbers kind of way, kind of way I like the first Thor movie, or the first Iron Man movie. They had their strengths. I thought the weakest element of the first Captain America movie was, uh, ironically, kind of the character. I love the period piece of the story of the villain, but actually... Uh, Chris Evans in the role was kind of an issue. And I'd heard the story that he supposedly he'd been off the role many times. He didn't want to take it. He didn't want to do that kind of movie. He's And even now you hear him in the, the gossip. Yeah. He doesn't want to act that much. Yeah, he, you know, all that kind of stuff. He hates acting. But, you, know, you know what I mean. Like, you know, he's directing. He wants to be more involved. He's, he's also a serious guy. Yeah, but yeah. that being yeah. said, I watched this new Captain America movie and I was like, you know, Iron Man 3 was great. You know, if you want to rank uh, Marvel movies like Avengers is up there because it's so it goddamn is. epic. Yeah, I love is. I love Joss Whedon. I, I grew up on Buffy and all yeah. that. But like yeah. you know, and uh, Iron Man three is great. But you watch Winter Soldier and that was just like man, that's just that's cool. That's what you can do with these concepts. You can just make an entirely whole new movie. And Cap worked as such a great character. He really did. Like like I almost I got I kind of got got choky during that scene with him and uh, his old girlfriend. And like even beyond that, like. His chemistry with the other characters, with the Falcon, with Scarlett Johansson. I thought the Falcon was kind of undersold. I thought yeah, it was good. I thought it was good. Because that guy has a lot of... He's so around. good. He's he, a good he actor. He really is. And that's a good actor. And, like, I, I just think that the, the parts where he was like, all right, I'm Captain America. I got to dress up and go do this. No, no, dude. He is, like, he you know, notice he changed his costume as the movie went on. Like, the yeah. beginning of the movie, he had his new costume. Then yeah. halfway through, he was just a civilian, and he but, got his old-school armor but, back. It's like, it's like that's a transition of character. It's so strong. But, it's so strong. But but my biggest dilemma with myself uh, <laughs> is that, um, basically, he didn't do much. 
Like, yeah. Falcon. Oh, the Falcon. Like, Falcon did a lot. No, he really didn't. No, like, yeah, he did. He, yeah, he, did. He, he, was he, able, was set- he was able to get... He was able to get the targeting components to... Uh, who cares about plot? Well, no, as a character. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. He was as a character, but I was, that's what my point is. No, is but that, he, he gave All right, Cat, never he mind. Got, we're, we're confusing. No, no, no. Like, no. <laughs> Cat, like, dude, he gave Cat, like, he was that guy, like, Cat had a hard time just in the world, and here's this guy who'd been through battle, too, and had issues, and, like, he was very, like, receptive to Cat, and vice versa. Like, they both right. understood right. each other, and that's what made it work. It wasn't about time period. That's the whole point. It wasn't about time period or whatever the fuck. It was about, like, dude, yeah. like, hey, man. I think he should have got cooler scenes. That's he all. had cool scenes. He had cool scenes, but I think he should have gotten cooler. Scenes. How about the Winter Soldier as a villain? Oh man, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, that yeah. guy was a badass. Derek. Yeah, he was. Yeah, great, I, great action scenes, great villainy, all that stuff. It was just a great all-around movie. It's a fun time at the movies. It really is. Yeah, it, it really is. What are some other movies coming out, more specifically during the summer, that you guys are looking forward to? Um, obviously, The Raid 2. We're going to see that in the next couple of days. Yeah, guys, we're all about that fucking shit. If you ever look, look up Garth Evans, not only The Raid, but his little short he did during VHS 2. Um, beyond that, um, Godzilla is a good one I'm excited Godzilla, for. Yep. I still have yet to see The Grand Budapest Bo Hotel. I love yeah. Wes Anderson. Not as much as most people, but Steve Zissou is a movie I fucking abide by. Yes. I want to see that. Uh, what else came out this summer? Guardians like, of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I think that's going to be a wild card. I got to tell you, if they, I've seen the previews. I've heard all the hype. There is a recipe for success there. That yes, is the, yes. like, and you can tell the way they're marketing that movie. Marvel is marketing that as a comedy. That could really be above everybody. Like That could really fucking just blow the whole gate open. But I got to tell you, it's only if they do it right. But Derek, here's the biggest thing about like the whole like movies I'm anticipating for. Oh my god! Oh, but uh, it's basically like it's only superhero movies. No, we're, we're, no, no like, we're, that. I, I know there is, but I'm thinking like, okay, well, the Raid Two obviously is not a superhero movie in respect to superhero movies. Um, there's uh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What, what? is it? Uh, the uh, new X Men movie. Oh my! Oh, God. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know about that. Know. And I'm just kind of like, well, you know, you I know. grew up on X Men cartoons, and I love the X Men franchise. I loved X Two, but you know, you watch that new preview. It's all right, but I, I got a feeling everybody's just getting paid. Oh, the new Spider Man. I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with Spider Man. I'm, I'm not sorry. really excited, but it's just like you see what I'm. You see what what I'm saying is the like, real gems are gonna be indie films. They're, they're, right, they're, they are. They are. The I, I really, films. I really want to see uh, Blue. Uh, oh gosh, I can't even freaking remember the movie. Blue Steel, Blue Diamond, Blue. Blue something. Jasmine, blue jet. No, not blue jasmine. With, uh, anyway, um, anyway. So the whole thing that I'm trying to make a point of is that we're being bombarded by superhero movies. We really are. Well, that, that's, like, the, that's the like that's the only like you know. I, I was talking to uh, I think it was Esther Carey the other day, or maybe even you, or even my brother. You know, I went and saw the new Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, in theaters. I haven't seen any Hobbits. Regardless, you know. Yeah, yeah, regardless. I, I saw or Game Des- of Thrones. Yeah, I, no, whatever. I saw Desolation of Smog in theaters, right? <laughs> and the idea is, like, it's kind of a shit movie. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not anything special, but, like, where else are you going to see that big budget bombast in a film theater? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's your only opportunity, because they're not making great big... Bombas movies anymore and Bombas. You know, like I don't listen to niggas. No, you know, 
know what I mean? Like, you had to go see The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog, a 200-page book turned into three-hour three movies to enjoy that. By the way, I'm completely excited about Expendables 3. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I am. But no, like, seriously. That's just, that's just me. But just saying. Just continue my thought. You know, I, I, went and saw that, I went and saw the Desolation of Smog based solely, completely solely on the fact that it was just a CG. It, it, it's the only opportunity you get to see Hollywood spend $250 million on great entertainment. And, like, you watch that movie, and, like, it's cut it has no reason to exist. It really doesn't. <laughs> but you watch it, and there's no, there's no doubt about it. No, 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 but no. There's no doubt in your mind that, like, watching the barrel sequence and the sequence of smog oh, and, and all that stuff. There's the, there, there are three or four sequences in that movie that are priceless. That money deserves to be spent. That everything is worth it, and that that's why you should show up in the cinema. Exactly. That's why you go to movies, right? That is why you go to movies. Except spend the three fact, hours in the movie. That's the problem. That's the problem. Moment. That's the problem because you show up for that, and it's there. And, and I mean, I, the scene with like Bilbo and Smog was just beyond awesome. Yes, and, it was. And the barrel sequence, and the barrel sequence, like was just even as hokey as it was, like what a fun time in the cinema. Yes. But that's all you got for three and a half hours. And like they're stretching out, like that's but that's where we are in cinema right now. I think that's that's where they're at. And so you know, still they could have cut the Hobbit down to two movies. They should have, and they I can understand they did from a business perspective. And honestly, I will give them credit for I will give them merit for like trying to make arcs. Like you know, you get you give every character arc, like even uh, you know the the head dwarf, you give him an arc, and you stretch it out for twenty minutes and all that stuff. I'll give him credit for trying to make it big budget. I think yeah. I'll give him credit for that. The only yeah. problem is that like people just aren't invested that enough in the movies. They're just not invested anymore that way. And I'm one of those people, Derek, because uh, he I like it. I, 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 saw, I, it. I saw the first half of the Hobbit and I fell asleep. Because... Oh, no, 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 no. Like when you have like a side plot of uh, Gandalf going to find the spirit of Sauron. Yeah, you know, even in theater, the audience didn't care. And the, and the filmmaking was uninspired. You know, all that above. But but so. I want to see Desolation. It's a very good movie. It's a very good movie. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it, the sequence is... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love the barrel sequence. I love the smog sequence. It's bar none. I want to see that. But anyway. Well, I want to see How Train Your Dragon too. Yes. But go ahead. I haven't seen the first one. Oh, it's classic. It's good. It gets Pixar up for their money. Really? Yes. I agree. Yeah, yes. it's it's a beautiful yes. movie. It's a beautiful movie. Yes, and more. And I don't say that visually. I say that in heart. It's yes. a beautiful movie. Exactly. That's crazy. I'll have to check that out. I, there's so many good animated movies that I haven't seen. Animation is a key. I, I have not yet watched Frozen, and I am excited because all the waves has been being Frozen has changed the game, from what I understand. Yeah, it, it's now the top grossing animated film of all time. And people are watching it, and like already, like karaoke clubs are fucking singing those songs and all the above. It's a woman. It's totally a woman movie or a girl movie. Like it's about two girls. Period. That's, there's no male leads, and yeah. I totally agree with that. And I'm curious where that goes. Uh, last thing, do you guys have a a Facebook or any kind of social media that you guys want to use to promote your projects? Um, we have our individual Facebook pages. We have Contract the Film page. The way we've been going about it now is that every film project we develop, we develop a page for it. Yeah. Beyond that, like, the idea is once we start making 
dividends and money for, for what we do, we'll actually we'll actually make an LLC. The biggest thing is that we're going to be making pages for everything we even start, everything we even finish. It doesn't matter. We're going to be making pages for it. So be on the lookout for that. Me and Austin both have our Facebook pages. Matt Wilkins, Austin Herman. I um, I, I know it's hard to find because it's Facebook and their security privileges are everywhere. But um, still, Contract Film forward slash Contract yeah. Film. And um, once we start our new projects, we'll have pages yeah. updated accordingly. I'll, I'll do a page tracking stuff too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. But as mentioned earlier, we're spreading our wings um we are basically doing music i mean it, it's really just it's almost like once we get to that point where we're actually a production company and we're still trying to figure that out we're still trying to figure that out no no lie no lie but we're still trying to figure that out and once we have that actual company then we'll definitely let everyone know but still keep following contract film keep following me and austin austin herman Matthew Wilkins, and if you can find us, then find us. If you can't, then try harder. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank uh, you for having us. Hey, thanks for having us, man. Pleasure. All right, that's it for the show this week. I would once again like to thank Austin and Matt for coming on for that really fun discussion about their upcoming film, Condriac, as well as just movies that are coming out this summer that we're all excited about. And next week, we will continue our venture into the world of film, where I will be having indie filmmaker Naraj Trevetti on, who is the director and producer of the upcoming web series, The Actor Factor. So definitely stay tuned for that. And I believe that's it. See you guys next week.